Chapter Eight of The Precipice by Ivan Goncharov, translated by M. Bryant. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The sun was setting when Raisky returned home and was received at the door by Marfinka. Where did you get lost, cousin? She asked him. Grandmother is very angry and is grumbling. I was with Leonti, returned Raisky indifferently. I thought so, and told grandmother so, but she won't listen and will hardly speak even to Tit Nikonich. He is with her now, and Polina Karpovna too. Go to grandmother, and it will be all right. Are you afraid? Does your heart beat fast? Raisky had to laugh. She is very angry. We had prepared so many dishes. We will eat them up for supper. Will you? Grandmother, grandmother, she cried happily. Cousin has come and wants his supper. His aunt sat severely there, and did not look up when Raisky entered. Titnikonich embraced him. He received an elegant bow from Polina Karpovna, an elaborately got-up person of forty-five in a low-cut muslin gown, with a fine lace handkerchief and a fan, which she kept constantly in motion, although there was no heat. "'What a man you have grown! I should hardly have known you!' said tit nikonich beaming with kindness and pleasure he has grown very very handsome said polina karpovna kritsky you have not altered tit nikonich remarked raisky you have hardly aged at all and are as gay as fresh as kind and amiable thank god there is nothing worse than rheumatism the matter with me and my digestion is no longer quite as good as it was that is age age but how glad i am that you our guest have arrived in such good spirits tatiana markovna was anxious about you you will be staying here for some time of course you will spend the summer with us said polina karpovna here is nature and fine air and so many people are interested in you he looked at her askance and said nothing do you remember me she asked boris's aunt noticed with displeasure that polina karpovna was ogling her nephew no i must confess i forgot yes impressions are quickly forgotten in the capital she said in a languishing tone she looked him up and down and then added what an admirable travelling suit oh that reminds me i am still in my travelling clothes yegor must be sent for and must take my clothes and linen out of the trunk for you granny and for you my dear sisters i have brought some small things for remembrance marfinka grew crimson with pleasure uh, granny where are you going to put me up the house belongs to you where you will she returned coldly don't be angry granny he laughed it won't happen twice you may laugh you may laugh boris pavlovitch here in the presence of our guests i tell you you have behaved badly you have hardly put your nose inside the house and straightway vanish that is an insult to your grandmother surely granny we shall be together every day i have been visiting an old friend and we forgot ourselves in talking cousin boris did not do it on purpose granny said marfinka leonti ivanovitch is so good please be silent when you are not addressed 
you are too young to contradict your grandmother who knows what she is saying smilingly marfinka drew back into her corner no doubt yuliana andreevna was able to entertain you better and knows better than i how to entertain a petersburger what fricassee did she give you asked his aunt not without a little real curiosity vermicelli soup pastry with cabbage then beef and potatoes tatiana markovna laughed ironically vermicelli soup and beef and groats in the pan it's a long time since you tasted such delicacies excellent dishes said tit nikonich kindly but heavy for the digestion to-morrow marfinka said the old lady we will entertain our guest with a gosling pickled pork carrots and perhaps with a goose a goose stuffed with groats would be acceptable put in raisky indigestible protested tit nikonich the best is a light soup with pearl barley a cutlet pastries and jelly that is the proper midday meal but i should like groats do you like mushrooms too cousin asked marfinka because we have so many rather can't we have them for supper to-night in spite of tit nikonich's caution against this heavy food tatiana markovna sent marfinka to peter and to the cook to order mushrooms for supper if there is any champagne in the cellar granny let us have a bottle up tit nikonich and i would like to drink your health isn't that so tit nikonich yes to celebrate your arrival though mushrooms and champagne are indigestible tell the cook to bring champagne on ice marfinka said the old lady said tit nikonich amiably with a slight bow supper is a special occasion but one ought to dine at home too you have vexed your grandmother by going out on the very day of your return ah tatiana markovna sighed polina karpovna our ways here are so bourgeois but in the capital the old lady's eyes blazed as she pointed to the wall where hung the portraits of Raisky's and the young girl's parents, and exclaimed, There was nothing bourgeois about those, Polina Karpovna. Granny, said Raisky, let us allow one another absolute freedom. I'm now making up for my absence at midday, and shall be here all night. But I can't tell where I shall dine to-morrow, where i shall sleep polina karpovna could not refrain from applauding but his aunt looked at him with amazement and inquired if he were really a gypsy monsieur raisky is a poet and poets are as free as air remarked polina karpovna again she made play with her eyes shifted the pointed toes of her shoes in an effort to arouse raisky's attention the more she twisted and turned the more icy was his indifference for her presence made an uncomfortable impression on him marfinka observed the by-play and smiled to herself you have two houses land peasants silver and glass and talk of wandering about from one shelter to another like a beggar like markushka the vagrant markushka again i must certainly make his acquaintance 
no don't do that and add to your grandmother's anxieties if you see him make your escape but why he will lead you astray that's of no consequence grandmother it looks as if he were an interesting individual doesn't it tit nikonitch he is a riddle to everybody tit nikonitch answered with a smile he must have gone astray very early in life but he has apparently good brains and considerable knowledge and might have been a useful member of society polina karpovna turned her head away and dismissed mark with a criticism no manners brains you bought his brains for three hundred roubles has he repaid them asked tatiana markovna i did not remind him of his debt but to me he is for the matter of that almost polite that is to say he does not strike you or shoot in your direction just imagine boris that he nearly shot neil andreevich his dogs tore my train complained polina karpovna did he ever visit you unceremoniously at dinner again tatiana markovna asked tit nikonitch no you don't like me to receive him so i refuse his admission he once came to me at night he went on addressing raisky he had been out hunting and had eaten nothing for twenty-four hours i gave him food and we passed the time very pleasantly pleasantly exclaimed tatiana markovna how can you say such things if he came to me at that hour i would settle him no boris pavlovitch live like other decent people stay with us have dinner with us go out with us keep suspicious people at a distance see how i administer your estate and find fault if i do anything wrong that is so monotonous grandmother let us rather leave each one after his own ideas and inclinations you are an exception sighed his aunt no grandmother it is you who are an exceptional woman why should we bother about one another to please your grandmother why don't you want to please your grandson you are a despot grandmother a despot boris pavlovitch i have waited anxiously for you i have hardly slept have tried to have everything as you liked it but you did all that because activity is a pleasure to you all this care and trouble is a pleasant stimulant keeps you busy if markushka came to you you would receive him in the same fashion you are right cousin broke in marfinka grandmother is kindness itself but she tries to disguise it don't give your opinion when it is not asked she contradicts her grandmother only when you are here boris pavlovitch at other times she is modest enough and now the ideas she suddenly takes into her head i entertain Mahakushka. you did as you pleased continued raisky and then when it entered my head too to do as i pleased i disturbed your arrangements and made a breach in your despotism isn't that so granny and now kiss me and we will give one another full liberty what a strange boy do you hear tit nikonitch what nonsense he talks on that evening tatiana markovna and raisky concluded if not peace at least a truce she was assured that boris loved and esteemed her she was in truth 
easily convinced. After supper, Raisky unpacked his trunk and brought down his gifts for his aunt a few pounds of excellent tea, of which she was a connoisseur, a coffee machine of a new kind, with a coffee pot and a dark brown silk dress, bracelets with monograms for his cousins, and for Tiet Nikonich vest and hose of Samian leather, as his aunt had desired. Tatiana Markovna, with tears in her eyes, sat down beside him, and putting her hand on his shoulder, said, And you remembered me. Whom else should I remember? You are my nearest and dearest grandmother. When Tiet Nikonich and Polina Karpovna took leave, the lady said that she had left orders with no one to fetch her, and that she hoped someone would accompany her, looking towards Raisky as she spoke. Titnikinich expressed himself ready to see her home. Yegorka could have taken her, whispered Tatiana Markovna. Why didn't she stay at home? She was not invited. Thank you, thank you, said Polina Karpovna to Raisky as she passed him. What for? asked Raisky in amazement. For the pleasant, witty conversation, although it was not directed to me. What pleasure it gave me. A practical conversation about groats, a goose, and a quarrel with grandmother. Ah, I understand, she continued, but I caught two glances, which were intended for me, confess they were. I am filled with hope and expectation. As she went out, Raisky asked Marfinka what she was talking about. She is always like that, laughed Marfinka. Tatiana Markovna followed Raisky to his room, smoothed the sheets of his bed once more, drew the curtains so that the sun should not awaken him in the morning, felt the feather bed to test its softness, and had a jug of water placed on the table beside him. She came back three times to see if he were asleep or wanted anything. Touched by so much kindly thought, he recognized that his grandmother's activity was not only exerted to gratify herself. End of chapter 8